Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. I thank the Lord that, that we have the freedom to come in to, to the house of the Lord and that we can, uh, that we can hear the word of the Lord and uh, that we can take the word of the Lord in. Uh, finished a series uh, entitled uh, In His Image, uh, Made in His Image. And uh, tonight, once again, I don't know if we're going to get through everything, uh, but uh, uh, if I don't, we'll just move it, uh, finish it up next week. So um, I'm going to watch, try to watch the time. If I'm close to finishing, then bear with me. Uh, if not, then we'll, we'll cut it a little bit short. I'll see how far we get. So tonight, I, I want to I talk about uh, how we can get through the times that we're living in and with the, the difficulties that we're, we're facing uh, and, and the things that are going on around us here uh, and, and whatever it may be. Sometimes it's, you know, we, we're just not even thinking so much about uh, world events and stuff like that. Others, might, you might be glued to whatever uh, uh, in getting, trying to get the latest information of what's going on in the Middle East at this time. Uh, and so you're, sometimes there's this thing of, of being uh, impacted by things that are going on around us. Sometimes it may be a personal thing where we're, we're impacted because of our life's situation. And, um, and so tonight I want to talk about uh, being solid, to be solid, stable, established, no matter what, no matter what. And also uh, another uh, portion of this uh, will be to be aware. Jesus said that uh, regarding times and especially the last, time, the last days is that we need to watch and pray and that we wouldn't just sink our head in the sand, but we should be aware of what's going on around us. And also uh, to recognize that uh, the enemy, I believe, I don't know about you, but I truly believe that the enemy knows that his time is drawing shorter and shorter. And you might say, does the enemy know the word of God? Oh, absolutely he knows the word of God. Satan knows the word of God. In fact, what he'll do is attempt to even distort the Word of God, but he knows what the Word of God is. And so I, I truly believe that the days that we're living in, there's, there's an escalation of the, the, the enemy attempting to, to do what Jesus said he would do, which is to steal, kill, and destroy. And so part of it is to be aware and oftentimes it's not as blatant as, you know, Satan being in your face. But there's another thing that's happening. And, um, and so I, I want to go into one passage of Scripture, uh, especially, that uh, talks about the last days and things to watch out for. And so we'll see uh, how far we get today if we'll get into that second part. But the first part I want to talk about is being solid and stable. And so, uh, in a nutshell, uh, I'm going to read two passages of Scripture. Uh, this is uh, yesterday as we were going into this meeting, um, I was saying, Lord, and I had been praying for almost two weeks at that point, and even before that, it's, Lord, you got to, there's a work that needs to be done. And um, I had a text about less than an hour before I left, and I'm, I'm just going to pull it up. And uh, one of our sisters um, had sent this to me at 528 yesterday. Uh, and I just, I want to read it because it basically, uh, in a nutshell, allowed me to focus or know what the focus should be. And it, it gave me, I knew it was from the Lord. And uh, so here was a text that, uh, that came to me at 5.38 yesterday afternoon. It says, keeping you in prayer, Pastor Dave, for your meeting tonight, let the word, 
of God be the foundation and trump all else and all opinions. Let the word of God trump. That means be above all. All the things that may come and any opinion that may be out there, let it trump it. In Jesus' name, and it's be blessed immensely. Now, the thing was, this individual doesn't know how much that was totally from the word of the Lord because it totally structured the evening yesterday evening and I want to I want you to recognize that it should structure our lives today we have so much information it's not the first time I've mentioned this and you know it you have so much information bombarding you and especially if you have uh, a cell phone a smartphone or whatever you can you can get all the information you can be kept in the loop but not everything Listen, for a believer, the things that are coming at us should not toss us to and fro. There should be a stability about us regardless of, of the situations of life. There has to be. And the fact the Lord desires for that to be, that we would not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the, the, the wickedness of man and the, the evil cunning but that we would grow up to be like Jesus, that we would be stable. And, and so tonight I want you to know, if you want to be solid, if you want to be stable, you need to know what the Word of God is, hear the Word, and you need to do the Word. So I want to read two passages of Scriptures. One is very, Matthew lays it out very uh, beautifully and um, very simply. It's very simple. And the word of God is either truth to us or it is not. And we recognize if it is not, there's an illustration given here. And you'll know the illustration as soon as I read, from, uh, read of it. But this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. If you read Matthew chapter 5, 6, and seven, you are reading one sermon. And I'm sure Jesus expanded on certain things. Matthew is, is, was writing by the Holy Spirit. These things need to be written down. And so he, he's writing, or he wrote these things down for us to have. And it says this, Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Both men, the wise and the foolish man, both heard the same word. They both heard the same word. Within the body of Christ, as the word goes out, in fact, here tonight, as the word goes out to you, you're all hearing the same thing. Now, I know some of you might be saying, I, man, I'm having a hard time focusing tonight or I'm distracted or I got things on my mind or whatever. But if you're listening, if you're listening, we're all hearing, you're all hearing the same thing. And what is it that will cause us to either get through the difficult times or not? What is it that we need to do? Right? Okay, come on. I stand on the word, trust in him. I, I want you to, let me read it again. In fact, I'll read just the first line. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken to a wise man that built his house on a rock. Can I ask you again? They both heard the same thing. What is the key thing that you need to do if you want to get through the storms of life? 
Sorry? Not just, they both listened. Do the word of God. If you're not doing the word of God, when the storm comes, and it will come, your house is going to be knocked down. You might say, what's the house? I'm talking about where you are in your life in the moment. So if you want to get through the moment, it's not like, man, we, we got to go through life and we're panicking and whatever. I just say, thank you, Lord, for your word. It is truth. And if I don't do your word, if there's things that I need to do, let me do them. If there's things that I need to trust and believe, if that's all I need to do is trust and believe, because there's nothing to do but trust and believe, for whatever command it might be, whatever situation, then I'm going to trust and believe that his word is faithful to us. So, let me ask you again, because it's not complicated. Did, do wise and foolish men both hear the word? Yeah. The difference between the wise and the foolish man is what? Okay, it's doing the word or not doing the word. That is the only difference. All right? And, and you can try it in your life. Or maybe you've already tried it. You have decided, you know what? I'm going to do the word of God when it comes to my finances. I'm going to do what the Lord says. I'm going to set aside at the beginning of the week. I'm going to be a cheerful giver. And the Lord says, I want that you, there's a, a blessing, there's a, a pressing down and a shaking and a running over that I want to give into your life. For every aspect of our life, the word is there for us, Lord, how should I live? How should I live? I want to live according to your word. When we choose to say, you know what, I'm going to go by my feelings I'm going to go by my emotions. I'm going to go what I think is right. I'm going to go by what the majority believes. I'm going to go by, you know, where there's a great following. No. Lord, I am going to go by your word. I'm going to go by your word so that when the storm comes, I'm going to get through it. I know I'm going to get through it because I'm going according to his word. I am doing his word. It's about doing. Now, I like what Luke says. Luke, uh, Luke is, uh, like, I like the way the Holy Spirit has Matthew lay it out, the wise man, the foolish man. And it's, it's very well laid out with a contrast of, of the, the, the final effect just by hearing and doing and hearing and not doing. And we see the contrast. You say, Pastor, is that for today? It is absolutely for today. But Luke is, is more intense in the Holy Spirit just having him write. He's, he's more intense. Now, once again, Matthew 7, 24 and 27 to 27 who is speaking there? Who is speaking? Or this, the Sermon on the Mount. Who is sharing the Sermon on the Mount? It's Jesus. Jesus is the one that said these things. All right? In Luke 6 from verse 46, it's Jesus that is speaking. All right? So there must have been an expanding, like I say, Matthew has, has this one part of it, there's an intensity, and there might have been the in that intensity on uh, that was there with Jesus as he expanded, because obviously he's expanding here on what he said in Matthew seven, and so here's another another ex an expanding of the word, and it says, "But why do you call me Lord, Lord? Why do you call me Lord, Lord?" And not do the things that I say? Question mark. If you call Jesus Lord and you're not doing what he's asking you to do, 
why are you even calling him Lord? See, the Lord or a Lord is someone that is possessor, that, that owns, that has you and you belong to as a slave to a master. I'm going to do what you command me to do. Jesus, you are Lord in my life. So here, right off the top, Luke, and Je or Jesus is saying, why, why even call me Lord if I'm not your Lord? If it's just, well, it's just a title. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That it would be way more than a title. The reality is he is Lord. But the amazing thing is this, that where we are at in our lives at this point, he gives us choice. We talked about choice last week. The greatest thing about being made in the image of God is the fact that we have free will. We have the choice to make Jesus Lord or not. So if Jesus is Lord, then we will hear what he's saying and we will do what he says. Now look at the intensity of, of the following scriptures. So let me read again from 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord? Or even Lord, Lord! And not do the things which I say. Oftentimes you say, Lord! Lord! And it's like, why, why are you calling for me and you're not doing the things I say? And you're wondering, why are things happening in my life? Lord, I'm crying out to you. Now look, look at the next few verses here. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you wh whom he is like. Now the picture here is, is, there's a depth here. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. So I can remember digging, this was years ago. Uh, for those of you that don't know, but uh, Chippewa is made up of basically clay. We're talking clay. Now, if you've ever dug uh, into clay, you recognize, especially if it's a little bit drier, you recognize this is hard work. And I can remember our backyard would flood because neighbors would raise to get rid of the water. So they'd raise their lawn and, and whoever had the lowest, it was like, you know what, it's too bad because all the water's in your backyard. And with, with clay, there's this, this thing of, there's, it just sits on top. And so in the springtime after winter, it would sit for weeks at a time and our backyard would be just a swamp. So I talked to my neighbor, and my neighbor had the same situation. And, and along the backyards, there's usually somewhere along the line, every third or fourth house or so, there's a, a catch basin. And so the water originally is great, or the, the, um, the backyards were all graded so that the water should flow to the catch basin and, and then drain away. Well, people, you know, you, you put in, you know, a garden in the back, and now suddenly the grading is totally off. And so there's no ability to, for the water to flow because it's blocked off by somebody raising their backyard a bit, right? Or putting in a flower bed, whatever. So my neighbor and I decided we're going we're gonna to dig this trench and we're going to make, we, we checked in with the city and they said, this is what you need to do. And if you do this, we will connect to what the work you do. And we'll go underneath the sidewalk and we'll go right out into the storm sewers or whatever they attach it to. And uh, so we went and, and so we dug. But we had to put in a catch basin at one point. And the thing was like about this deep. And it, we had to dig it out and then we had to pour and, and form this catch basin. 
And here we are digging, digging in like it was hot out and we're digging in the clay. And it's like, this is brutal. This picture that I see here is this man doesn't stop just because, well, you know what, it's hard work. I'm going to keep on going until I hit the solid foundation. And I'll tell you right now, sometimes when it comes to us, the way we, we live our life, you know what, Lord, the, the things you would ask me to do or the things that you would have me do, I, it's just too hard. I, you know what, everybody else is doing it a different way. This is how the world is doing. They're, they're, you know, before they get married, they live together. You know, you got to kick the tires before you, you know, take the car out for a ride before you, 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 you buy it. Like the, the thinking, right? And so, and then they, they, they wonder why there's, there's issues and struggle because they're not as a Christian, not heeding the word of God, oh, that's all right. Everybody else is doing it. And this, we're not talking about the world. We're talking about the word, the, the believer and the word. That we would do the word of the Lord. Especially with finances. Finances, I'll tell you, that's where the rubber meets the road with our finances. And it's interesting, God says, even in the Sermon on the Mount, He says, you can't serve God a mammon. You serve one or the other. And even within the church, it's like, what am I serving? Is it money? Is it all about money? And I got I to accrue and, 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 and get more and more and more? I'm not saying, hey, let's say we should be good stewards of our finances. But there's this grabbing a hold, and, and definitely when it comes to giving what belongs to the Lord, to the Lord, we struggle with that. And so then we wonder, is there, and I, when it comes to the Lord opening up the windows of heaven and pouring out a blessing that we would not be able to receive, he says, test me in this. Not only will he pour out blessings, but he'll also keep the devourer for our sake, that, that the work of our hands would, would expand. It doesn't make sense to give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord. It doesn't make sense. And yet, the Lord is faithful to his word. Lord, let me do your word in every regard. And so this man, he's building a house and he's digging deep and it's hard work. And especially if you're living here in, in uh, Chippewa, it's hard work. I don't know how far you'd go down to hit a rock. I know for some, they, they just say, hey, as long as you hit the clay, you're, you're in a good position. That's pretty solid. To go down, he dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. The rock is this, those that hear my word and do them. That is where it's at, to have stability, to be solid when all hell is breaking loose around you. Is the Lord faithful to his word? He is. But this thing of, Lord, Lord, Lord! And he's saying, why do you call to me? And you don't do the things that I ask you to do. And now you're calling to me, Lord, get me out of, the, out of this mess. So, I like the, the description here because it's way more intense. It says, and when the flood arose, so we're talking major, major rain, storm, rain, just continual. And the flood arose and the stream, the streams start running and they beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it for it was founded on the rock. So word of the Lord, doing his word, just by doing his word. Jesus, that you would not just be my savior, let me be, that you would be my Lord. Let me be 
or that you would be my Lord. Lord, I will do your word. Listen, I, I thank God for his faithfulness to us. Because there's times where we just, we mess up. Maybe we don't trust the Lord, or maybe we say, I'm going to take a shortcut, or, uh, well, I'll see if that works, but I, I don't know if I can trust the Lord in this. And so we do our own thing. I want you to know that the Lord is merciful. Lord, forgive me. And the Lord forgives. And we start, Lord, I'm, I'm digging down to that solid foundation. I will do your word, even if it is hard. I'm going to do your word. I will do your word. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Listen, should that happen to you and you're in that place, as long as you are still breathing and you're still alive, you can always build another house. You can always build another house and make sure you build properly. That's the grace and mercy of God. As long as we're still breathing, Lord, I learned my lesson. I will go according to your word. I will do your word. Praise the Lord. We need to check things out. So, first thing is, we need to stand the word of God in this day and age. There's storms. Hey, the storms have always been there. It's not like they've, you know, we're just living in times now where there's storms. It was so easy before. There's always been storms. That's how life is. We get through it as we stand on his word, as we do his word. But we need to check things out with the word of God. Can I just, can I just say this? And I, uh, maybe I'll, I'll preface this. Just this thought. So often, the influence of a loud voice the influence of a large group, the masses that may be following whatever, whoever, or doing whatever, does not necessarily mean that they're heading in the right direction. For goodness sake, we need to check things out according to the word of the Lord. I'll tell you, you can have things that sound so good, they sound so right, and they are contrary to the Word of God. Listen, even this thing of, of agreement. I Listen, I am not one for conflict. Who of you really loves to, to have conflict? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody's putting up their hand. Nobody wants conflict, but I'll tell you right now, there is a time where you need to stand up and open your mouth and say, this is what the Lord is saying, and this is what we need to do, or this is what I'm going to do. I'm not just going to follow the blind leading the blind. And there's masses that are following after those that are, are leading others astray because they're not heeding the word of God. And I say to you, for goodness sake, check things out with the word of God. What does the word of the Lord say? And if you don't know, it says that there, the wisdom is, is found with a person that has many godly counselors. A wise man has many godly counselors. So I don't know the answers. I'm going to go to somebody else and say, what does the word of the Lord say regarding this? So check and do the things according to the word of the Lord. So, 
Uh, it says in John 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, the logos. It's a word, logos. And the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the logos, and the logos was with God, and the logos was God. Logos. I say, what does this really mean, logos? Now, logos is used over 300 times in the Word of God. Over 300 times. And it has three main ideas of expression. So the first part is in respect to speech. It has to do with speech. So a word. So I'm talking to you tonight and I'm, 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 I'm sharing logos. I'm sharing a word. Now, Logos can be foolishness, if you want. But basically, it has to do with speech. Now, in this case, we recognize when it comes to Jesus Christ, when it comes to God, speech is huge. The word is huge. I've, I've already tried to relay to you how important the word of God is. Whether it's the, writ, the written word or even as I would share the word to you, with you, it is powerful. So whether it's me speaking or someone speaking, giving discourse, if it's somebody that is speaking doctrine or sharing a narrative, this is what happened, a report, a discussion by which inward thought is expressed, where, like this is what I'm feeling, or this is what I'm sensing, or this is what I'm saying, or this is what I, I, I've come to understand, and that there's a speaking forth of that, is logos. And when it is the Word of God, we can stand on the Word of God. So there's this aspect of speech, so logos has to do is in respect to to speech. So the the idea or the expression is is re, in regard to speech, a word spoken. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. We're talking about Jesus Christ. He was in the beginning with God at, at creation. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. This thing of life coming in the Word, and we, we looked at this being made in his image. One of the passages that I, that I, I went over again and again was Genesis one twenty six and then one twenty seven or one. Uh, chapter 1, verse 27. But to be made in his image. He says, let us make them in our image. This thing of, there's a, uh, uh, this forming of man. Now, with man, as he made, as they made uh, Adam, he was fashioned. Everything else was spoken into existence. With Adam and Eve, there was a fashioning and a forming that took place by the hand. Everything else was spoken just let it be. And it says it was good. It was good. It was good. Next day done. The next day done. The next day done. It was good. And it was very good. God says, oh, this is very good. I like this. And to make man in his own image, and there's life that we have in Jesus Christ, through Jesus Christ. We have free will to recognize and acknowledge him and have life in him or not. That free will. But this thing of the creating by the word. In 1 John 1, 5 to 7, it says, This is a message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. They heard this 
from the Lord Jesus Christ. And they de the, there's a declaring, even as John writes the letter, he's declaring it to those that would read the letter, the word, the logos. This is the message we heard from Jesus and declare to you that God, the Father, is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, with Jesus, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What a powerful word, that our sins can be forgiven. And there's a declaring of this. Listen, if we have fellowship with the Lord, we acknowledge, we recognize what Jesus did for us, the power of his blood, even as, as that verse, the next few verses it talks about, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so even the word, the word that we hear and the word that we would return, Lord, I confess my sin, and the word of God is saying that his blood, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. It says in John 1, 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst, among us. and We beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of Father, full of grace and truth. It's like they were with Jesus, and they saw Jesus. And I'll tell you right now, I, I, the one thing that I, I definitely need to, to have change in my, my life is that I could be of grace. The truth, I can grab a hold of, and I, I grab a hold of truth. But I have to watch that I'm gracious. That I'm gracious. And I'll tell you, there's times where I may be quick Maybe not as gracious as, as, as the Lord would have me, but Lord, I want to be like you. I would be full of grace and truth. And the Lord is saying, yeah, we shouldn't be, that we should be growing into who he is as time goes, goes on. We would be more and more like Jesus. And so for me, it's like, hey, I can, I can share a truth, but man, I, I, at times I struggle with the grace part of it. Lord, let me be full of grace and truth. So not only is this aspect of speech, of hearing, uh, but also this thing of, of us speaking back to the Lord in obedience to Him. So if, if He says, hey, even if we confess our sins, just to confess our sin to humble ourselves and confess that he is able to do a work of cleansing, to cleanse us by his blood, just by us speaking the power of, of the instruction that he's giving us and our response to the instruction, Lord, let me do it. Let me do it. I want to have. But if we walk in the light as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another. So sometimes when it comes to there being conflict or a, like conflict, I, yeah, I, just conflict for the sake of conflict or, or opposition for the sake of being oppositional. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Saying, no, I can't go this way or brothers, sisters, we can't go this way because that is not the way of the Lord. And sometimes I have the, the, the struggle in being gracious and it's like, hey, come on. You can't, don't go this way. This is what the word of the Lord says. Don't do this. Maybe, like I know Jesus at times got upset with the Pharisees. There's a distortion of the word of God or there's a, a, a not even a distortion of the word of God. They're just doing their own thing. Jesus got very upset with them. I have to be very careful, Lord, let me not justify um, my behavior in any way. Let me be like you. Now, second thing regarding logos. Not only is it in respect to speech, it's also in respect 
to the mind, to the, the person that is receiving that word individually, the aspect of reasoning. So we hear the word. I don't know if you've heard the, the phrase in one ear and out the other. Like, is there anything here in between those ears? Just in one ear and out the other. They're not listening. They're not going to do anything. But the fact that when we hear the word of God, that we can, there's a, a, an opportunity, opportunity for us to reason with what it, we're hearing. It's not just like a, we're not understanding what we're doing here, but there's an opportunity to reason. Now, in Hebrews 4 verse 11, it says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. You say, well, what's this talking about here? If you read through chapter 3 and chapter 4, there's a discussion of the Israelites after they left Egypt, and we're talking, man, did they leave Egypt in a powerful way. Like we're talking 10 different plagues. Every single plague basically dealing with the, the gods of Egypt. Every single plague dealt with the gods of Egypt that they, the Egyptians were saying, well, the Nile. The Nile is, 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 is like life. That's life to us. And there's a worship of the Nile. And the very first thing that, that Moses did was there was a, a changing of of the water to blood. It turned to blood. And there was nothing that, so there, there was a stink and a stench, and you, you can't drink blood. I can imagine, you know what, it's, it's one thing to be without water for a day. But can you imagine being without water for a day, or two, or three? It's like, okay, you need water. And so the, every single plague, and it, it talks about this, this people that came out, they went through the Red Sea, they saw the, the Egyptians, the, 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 the might and power of Pharaoh's army, and we're talking the, the, not the foot soldiers so much as we're talking about the, the state, the top of the line, military machinery of the time, which would have been chariots and horses. And so those things, those horses, you know, they probably had whatever swords and spikes and whatever. And so whatever, they, they just ran through things. People would be, the, those that were in opposition or, or fighting against them, if you had a larger uh, uh, military or a, horse and, and chariots, and you had many hundreds and thousands of them, you basically dominated. You could move quickly, way faster than, than the infantry. And they saw the Lord hold them off with a pillar of fire, even as the sea was opened up, and they walked on dry ground, and, the, and then the, the fire... The pillar left, and these the military might came and followed, and it, they were totally consumed. The waters came over them. There's some that said, oh, they went across over here. The water was only this deep. That's how they were able to walk across. Well, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but how do you drown an entire uh, uh, hundreds, possibly thousands of ch guys on chariots in this much water. That's a miracle in itself too, right? We know it was, that wasn't the case. Listen, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. They, those that were 20 years of age and older, did not enter the rest, or it was either, or those that were yeah, 20 years and, and younger were, made it through. The rest that were older did not enter into the promised land because, well, let's see. It says here, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. 
And the disobedience came as a result of unbelief. So between those two things, I won't follow the word of God because I don't believe that he's going to be able to see us through. So I disobey him. Now, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful. In other words, it is this, this thing of, of powerful is about being active and energizing to bring life. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It has, in other words, it has the ability to probe deeply and, and that's a good thing, to probe deeply into the intents of our heart. It says here, Pearson even to the division of soul and spirit. So the things of our spirit, even our soul, where our emotional state is, that oftentimes impacts us. And of joints and marrow, which has to do with the physical aspect, sometimes our physical state impacts us. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And gets right down to why do we do what we do? And so there's this thing of, of the word. It's dealing with our mind and our thinking. And we think through. And, and we, I'll tell you, our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who will know it? And we can justify things. We've got stuff being justified constantly. And sometimes to the extent that is, is horrific. And the word of God cuts through and says, this is your motivation. This is the motivation of, 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 of where you're at. This is your heart. This is not good. And so the word penetrates and goes deep inside of our spirit and our soul and even into our body. That's kind of cool to think that the Word of God will even impact our body. Lord, let your, let your Word. By His stripes we were healed. Lord, let your Word, let your finished work do a work on me physically. In Jesus' name. Lord, that which is impossible to man is not impossible to you. And verse 13, Hebrews 4, 13 says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. The Lord knows our motivations. And so we may be able to hide from people. We can hide who we are. We can put on this facade. We can, this is who we are. But when it comes to being on our own or nobody else is watching, we're another person. And the Lord sees there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. We're going to stand before the Lord God Almighty one day and give an account. Now, for those that have not placed their faith in Jesus Christ, they're going to be apart from God for eternity. For us, as we've placed our faith in Jesus Christ, there is going to be a, 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 an evaluation of our works. The things that we did, the things that we said, our works include our speech, our, our thinking, our, our actual doing what we should do. And so there's going to be this evaluation. Yes, you're saved. You made it. Thank you, Jesus, I made it. But our works are going to be tested in fire of what sort they are, whether they are of gold and silver and precious stones or wood and hay and stubble. We recognize even as, as strong as wood might be, it does burn up in the, fi in the fire. The things of gold, silver, and precious stone will withstand. Our, the things that we do, as the word comes to us, as we grab a hole and say, yes, I'm going to do it, I'll tell you, you are doing works that are of gold and silver 
and precious stones. And who who knows? Like you know what I I to me, um, it's not like oh man I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because. Uh, uh, who knows, maybe those works will be gold to me and, and uh, so I'm going to get to keep it when I get to heaven. But I'll tell you, the, there is going to be an evaluation and the Lord is going to evaluate what we did with his word. What did we do with his word? And I want to say again, and I don't want to say, oh man, I messed up. God is gracious and merciful as we humble ourselves before the Lord. And, and, and if we have to repent, we repent. And, and we, Lord, I'm going to do what you would have me do. The Lord is gracious and merciful. And there's, a, there's just like a ch your children when they come around. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, for so many, for such a long time, man, where they messed up. But they've come around. And there's a rejoicing and there's a joy within the Father's heart the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I just say thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and the thing of hearing the word and knowing the word, being able to, to take in the word. The effects as we do the word are so good. Are so good. Not just to withstand the storm, but to, to do that which is right and pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. Lord, let your word reveal my motivations, my intentions. One day, we'll give an account before you, Jesus, as believers. We made it, and we're going to give it, there's going to be the, the bema of Christ. You might say, when is that taking place? I believe it's going to take place, if the trumpet sounds today, we're going to have seven years of man. Is going to be good. There's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. And it's like, thank you, Lord. I look forward. If that trumpet sounds today, just the other day, sort of as a, another uh, uh, belated birthday celebration, and I, I just want to say this, what a beautiful surprise you guys made for Julie and I. Uh, and... Uh, um, just a beautiful time. Like what I, I was so blessed and, and all the different little th notes that were put on those leaves. We went, we, Julie and I, we just, we were sitting beside each other and we we're just reading one after another, all the different cards and, and it was just, what a beautiful thing. And of course, what fellowship, what celebration is without food, right? We had food, we ate together. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful time that we had together. I'll tell you, the marriage supper of the Lamb is going to be a beautiful time. And there's, yeah, there's going to be these rewards. I remember, you know, as a teacher and as a coach, giving out rewards at the end of the year. And you calling up different people. And they were, the kids were so blown away. And sometimes, you know, like... For, for the kids that I had, the worst of the worst in Niagara Falls, for them to try to, f to find something for each and every one of them. This is what I've seen in you, or this is what you accomplished, and these are the different things. That's how it's going to be as we come before the Lord. And yeah, the, the things, maybe the things that should, we shouldn't have done, yeah, it's a good thing they're burnt up. Let them be burnt. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to remember those things. But the things that are, are of value, they stay, and they're in the test of the fire. It's like, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. This, the bema of Christ, or the judgment seat of Christ, is going to be a beautiful thing. It will be part of the seven years. We're going to be feasting and celebrating for seven years. And I guess we won't get full. I don't know how it's going to, how it's going to work, but man, is it going to be good to be in the presence of God Almighty. All the saints that lived before us from the time of Adam right until that point. It's like, man, I can't wait to see some of these people. Hey, hey, Julie. Hey, there's, in fact, it won't be, hey, Julie, hey, there's man, pa, or there's my dad. There, we're going to be, hey, we're going to be together with each other. But can you imagine saying, hey, Julie, look, there's Paul. The one that 
God revealed so much to you, there's Paul. We're going to have a chance. We will have a chance. I'll have a chance to say, Paul, I cannot believe the, the, the truth that you gave. In You were determined that we would know nothing else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Man, you cannot believe how much of the blessing that one truth was to me. To be able to say that to Paul, Paul will say, hey, it wasn't me. The Holy Spirit revealed it all to me. It was revealed. The Word revealed to us and we respond to the Word. We take the Word and I say, thank you, Lord. Because in the end, in the last part of this thing of the Word, the Logos, it has to do with a person, a being, the essential, the living Word of God. Jesus, the living Word of God. We're not just talking what was spoken. We're not just talking what we can receive and, 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 and reason in our mind. And, and we can make decisions on and we can go according to His Word. But we're talking that the Logos has to do with the personhood of Jesus Christ, the living Word of God. In Revelations 19, verse 11, it says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and he makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on, a, on white horses. Who is that? Who is that? Okay, well, Jesus, yeah, he's the one that's leading. Who is following the armies in heaven? Who is following him? The saints. If your faith is in Jesus Christ and remains in Jesus Christ, and you follow him, deny yourself, take up the cross daily, and follow him, this passage we will be there. It will be us following him, the saints. Because we will have already been caught up to be with the Lord. This chapter 19 has to do with the end of the, of the tribulation at the battle of Armageddon. And it, even this is a, a scene of the armies of heaven following Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, and we're going into battle. You might say, is anybody going to be killed in this thing? It says that there's a, just a, a word that went out of his mouth. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus Christ, when it comes to the Logos, it's not just about the word spoken, it's not just about the receiving and, and what happens in their mind, but it is who Jesus is. He is the Logos, he is the living word of God. He he's the embodiment of the expression of all wisdom and prudence. And you might say, what does prudence even mean? Anybody? What's that? Being careful? Definition of prudence, because it's not a common English word. Understanding, knowledge, holy love, or holiness and the love of or in love of the will of God. The will of God. So let me read the passage. This is Ephesians 1, verse 3. And I'm just flipping over to my third page of 8. And it's 827. So we're not finishing today. But we're finishing the good part the, the well, the other part is good too. This thing of being solid. Listen, uh, Ephesians 1 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us, you, me, in him, before the foundation of the world, his heart was that we would come to him. And even as he called us, we came. You came when he called. You came to him. You were drawn by the Spirit. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. There it is. Which he made us to abound toward us in all wisdom, in his wisdom and his understanding, his knowledge, his holiness, his love, that the will of God would be fulfilled in our lives. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation or the era of time, of the fullness of the times, he might gather to, to, together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. To gather to him and in him and through him. To be with the Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, the amazing thing is, this word logos, the Jews knew this term. They were familiar with this term. And in their writings long before, there was a Greek philosopher named Heraclitus used the term logos around 600 BC. And the word logos, the Jews were familiar with it even before that. And this word is well suited to John 1, verse 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We have life. In Him is life. I like how John writes about this in the letter that he wrote. So John wrote the Gospel according to John, the disciple of Jesus, but he also wrote three letters at the end of, of, the, of the Bible. I like what he says in 1 John 1, 1 to 4. Listen to this. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, I'm sure there were often times where the disciples, they just gave the Lord Jesus a big hug with the meeting that we had yesterday, I'll just say this, it ended, there was, there was hugging going on between the guys. It's, it's one thing, it's, it's sometimes, you know, it, it, when, it's, when it's of the Lord, there's nothing awkward about it. It's just like, oh man, it's so good. Hey, I care about you, I love you, man. And this, this hug, our hands have handled Concerning the word of life. I like what John is saying. In him is the life. In his word to us is the life. That we would do the word of the Lord. We will be solid. It doesn't matter what you go through. You're going to get through it with the Lord. I'm going to hang on to him. I'm going to do his word. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you. This Logos, that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. We're talking not just life, but we're talking eternal life through Jesus Christ. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. Man, we don't want to be alone in this. We don't want to be alone in the life that we have. We want to let others know there's something powerful when the Logos goes out. When you speak the Word of God, it is powerful to the point of bringing life, especially as you speak the Gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do in these last days. Because there's people out there, they have no hope. There's no hope. I was talking to somebody today. They were saying, hey, we're going out. 
going out in different areas. He says there's people that are living under the bridges in our area, in our region. There are people living in the bushes. There are people living in, in, in whatever they can find. It's not a good thing. And he says we've, we're going out. We need to go out that there's a fellowshipping. The fellowship that we have in Christ is to share it. Man, oh, you got you to come. You got to give your life to Jesus. Man, you have got to have life in Jesus. It is so good. Can He take you out and change you? Absolutely, He can change you. Doesn't matter how dark it may be, the light dispels darkness and life can come. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And I like how He ends off the next verse and these things we write to you that your joy may be full it's like thank you Jesus as dark as it may get as stormy as it may get that your joy may be full oh, Lord I know I'm going to get through this I know I'm going to get through this as difficult as, as it may be and there's a joy that wells up within us because we know the Lord is going to see us through every single thing. Praise God. Praise God. Can we stand together? Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you for your word to us, the Logos. You are the word. And Lord, in this day and age where there are so many different voices, there is such a... a, a there are so many different views and opinions and ideas and everybody's saying, I have the, all the answers. You just need to do this or that. Lord, I pray that we would not stand on the word of God, that we would not, or on the word of man, but rather that we would stand on the word of God. Lord, I pray that there will be a grabbing a hold, that we would not just be hearers of the word, but that we would be doers of the word, because, Lord, the floodwaters will rise. And, Lord, the streams will beat vehemently against the house, and the winds will blow, and the house will stand. Lord, who we are will stand the test of time and storm and situation and calamity. doesn't matter. Lord, we will get through. And so, Lord, I pray that we would live our lives according to your word, to be doers of your word, and that we would have the fullness of life in us. Jesus, you came that we might have life and we may have it more abundantly. And Lord, I pray that there would be a welling up within us, not, not just of hope, Lord, but there would be welling up within us joy. Lord, that our joy would be full, just knowing, oh man, I've got a Father in heaven. I have the Lord Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, and I submit to him. He is my Lord. And Lord, I will do what he would have me do. I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to be obedient to his word. I'm going to trust in him. And Lord, I just thank you for that. And I pray, Lord, that there will be a, just a grabbing hold of this word tonight, this logos tonight, of who you are. You are speaking into lives. Lord, let it go into their mind and their thinking. And Lord, that they, that they would reason and make decision to say, I will choose to follow Jesus. I will do his command and I will have life. And I will have life more abundantly. And I will have life eternally. And I will have joy that is full. In Jesus' name, I pray this. I pray this for each and everyone here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.